Welcome. You're listening to Business Rhythm with Frank and Jamie, your regular dose of fun and easy to understand business insights. This podcast is brought to you by businessmango.org. Hello there. I'm about to meet Frank and discuss with him how much he's willing to sell his noise canceling headset. I need it for my long travel next week. I need to buy it from him as I don't really need a new one. My budget is only $280, but I hope to buy it for around $230. Shh, I can see Frank coming. I heard he is a tough negotiator. Hi, Jamie. You want to meet me about my headset? Care for some coffee before we discuss? Yes, please. I'm traveling for 25 hours on the plane next week and I need a noise-canceling earphone so I can sleep. I heard you're selling yours so you can buy a newer model? Yep, that's true. Here's your coffee. Thanks. How much do you want to sell? It shouldn't be that expensive as it is an old model, correct? This model is the most popular. Executives use it a lot when they're traveling. I only want a newer model because it is sleeker. So how much? I just bought it three months ago for around three fifty. That expensive? Amazon sells it much cheaper online, about $200. You must be kidding. Those are much older models and were bought more than a year ago. You know how much I take care of my electronics devices. Plus, I don't mind if you return to me if you don't like it. Can you sell it for $210? For something that cost me three fifty, what about three hundred? Too expensive for me. Sorry. Two eighty. Still too pricey. What about two hundred twenty dollars? Since you are my friend, I can sell to you for two sixty. You can do better than that. I will only need it when I travel long haul, which doesn't happen frequently. What about two hundred forty dollars? 250 and that's it. I cannot take any less. Okay then, then $250. You just listened to a short example of two people bargaining over a noise-canceling headset. Our podcast today is about negotiation strategies for everyday business dealings. Negotiation can happen anytime, and if you are prepared and armed with strategies, you have higher chances of achieving your goals. Frank, my partner in the studio, is actually an expert in negotiation. He will share with us a short game plan in a buyer-seller situation. The example we had earlier is what we call distributive bargaining or a fixed-sum game. In this type of negotiation, one person's gain is another person's loss. Examples under this category are negotiations between buyer and seller over price of a product or service and employer and employee over salary. Each party is attempting to maximize his or her share of the pie. In most cases, however, parties generally do not know exactly how large the pie is. What strategies can you suggest in a distributive or a fix-sum game? Whether you are the buyer or seller, there are specific ways to increase success of the negotiation. 
The first and perhaps most important is to determine your own reservation price and to make sure you do not reveal your reservation price during the negotiations. Just to clarify, for the seller, reservation price is the minimum the seller is prepared to accept. On the other hand, a buyer's reservation price is the maximum price the buyer is willing to pay. It is the walkaway point, is it not? Yes. And why is it important to define your reservation price and keep it a secret? One of the critical pieces of information in a negotiation is the other party's reservation point. If it becomes known to one party, the negotiation can push for a resolution that is only marginally acceptable to the other party. I see. So my reservation price for the noise cancelling headset is $280. Mine was $220. What? How could you? Sorry about that. But the outcome of our negotiation was efficient since we equally shared this fixed sum to be divided, which was $60, or the difference between my reservation price and your reservation price. The next thing to keep in mind is to define your aspirational level. Be realistic but optimistic. Having an aspiration level will improve outcome of negotiation. In the example we had earlier, your goal was to buy the headset at $230. Which I didn't achieve. Oh, sorry about that again. Another important thing to remember is the impact of anchors. Final agreements are more strongly influenced by initial offers than by subsequent concessionary behavior. Initial offers provide an anchor, and once any adjustment from this anchor is is done through a concession, it helps to legitimize the anchor. Anchors are usually based on whatever information, relevant or irrelevant, is available. Now I understand how you anchored your negotiation earlier by mentioning that you bought the headset three months ago for $350. What other strategies can you share? The last two strategies are making sure not to make unilateral concessions and developing reciprocity. If the other side doesn't participate in the negotiation or does not reciprocate by not adjusting his position, it's better to walk away unless you have no choice but to take the offer. Thanks for a very fun discussion, Frank. And that is it for today, folks. You're welcome, Jamie. Goodbye. Please visit businessmango.org for more insights on leadership, finance, marketing, and innovation. Business Rhythm is now available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Windows, and all Android podcast players.